Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Stephen, welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Could you tell my guests, uh, my audience a little about yourself? Sure. My name is Stephen Austin. I am a longtime um what I would call an energy specialist in the lighting world. Um, because of the pandemic, I found myself laid off trying to figure out what the next thing of mine was going to be. And so sitting at the house, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to create a networking group. So I did. And from that, podcasting came. And uh, fast forward to today, I'm in the biggest role of my career. I've got a thriving podcast, what I would consider a thriving podcast. And I've got uh, a networking group of my own just exceeded 360 members, as well as a I'm the president of a Fort Worth chapter for our good buddy Donnie Vo- Bovine. Um, I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> yep. I'm like so. Uh, some some feels some familiar with that networking. There's only one yep. man I know down down in Texas that does that. The big boss himself, Donnie. That's right. That's how you and I actually got connected. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember or not, but I was I don't. You had connected me with him. Really? I connected you with Donnie? Yeah. So there, I posted something and you were like, you should talk to my good buddy, Donnie. And so from then, he and I got on a call and our, our conversation went from here to way over here. We ended up talking about something completely different. And now it's a networking and making moves in Texas. Oh, that's what I love with Donnie. Like Donnie was my first guest on the show and he literally helped me create a business out of thin air. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. He is like the fact that he brings so much value to anybody. And even if he's not getting paid, he's just like, I just want to help people. And it's amazing. Yeah. So hey, full of knowledge on so many different, I mean, whether it's sales or podcasting or life in general, he's just, mm-hmm. so he, he, well, he has a very interesting story when you uh, read about it and that. Yeah. So um, enough gloating about Donnie and how uh, he's an amazing guy because uh, I'm gonna set, I'm gonna clip that whole first part and send it to him <laughs> so he has this testimonial. He's like, look, these other people talk about me. Um, so you are an energy specialist. Yeah, so lighting controls more specifically. So I started in the electrical distribution industry, um, fresh off the FedEx truck. My oh. um, FedEx driver, my wife and I were in the process of like getting engaged and married and we're like, I need something with benefits. And, and so I, I backed up to one of my warehouses that I always delivered to and the branch manager was outside. He was like, Hey man, how about working for us? And I'm like, I don't even, I deliver you a Brown box. I have no idea what's inside. And that's kind of how, how my electrical industry jump started. Um, and then, yeah, just worked my way up throughout the, throughout the years and um, ended up kind of working myself into a specialist role is a blessing and a curse because a blessing as a specialist is everybody needs you in the mm-hmm. sense of projects coming out and really want to get your input on, on certain things. But the curse portion of that is when a pandemic hits, it's like the icing is the first to go on the cake. Like you don't need it to taste good. Mm-hmm. It sure is nice to have that icing. It uh, makes everything feel better, you know? Exactly. exactly. So that's, that's basically the role of a, a lighting control specialist. <laughs> so the lighting is the the cake and you're the one who makes it all taste beautiful and we're the ones that try to use controls and make it fancy we control it with your phone and 
Um, oh, so, so you're the guy I need to come set up my house when yeah. I need. Okay, good. Good to know. I, I'm glad that I have a lighting control specialist now in my network. Yeah, um, exactly. So pandemic hits. You uh, unfortunately are one of the many that loses their job. Yeah. And so you started hustling because I see your mug. You got a hustle mug. I love that. <laughs> Very entrepreneurial. Um, so what did you do next? Did you, you, you started building your community? Did you, what was the, the main entrepreneurial thing that you did? Yeah. So I started building that Facebook group. Um, I was just sitting. So, um, I'm very guilty of this, but all the time I end up creating myself, my own honey do list. Um, mm -hmm. I was writing down projects like, okay, I'm laid off. So let's Ooh. knock out this, this, this. And my wife's like, do you realize that you're creating your own list of things? Like there's only one thing on that list that I really kind of wanted you to do, but everything else is all on you. So <laughs> the reverse roles happening. Exactly. I was like, I, I just, it drives me crazy to sit at home. I'm, I'm always moving and shaking, trying to shake things up. And I, I started to think like, I knew how personally the pandemic affected me financially and my family financially. And I'm like, you know what? I need to stay involved somehow in the community. So how can I do that? Right. Well, at the time FedEx, FedEx, um, Facebook groups were, were booming, right? Yeah. If, if you could create a community and Facebook group, you would be considered doing something somewhat successful, right? Yeah. If the group goes the way you want it to go. And so I started a Facebook group uh, for the first six weeks or so. It was pretty dicey. I mean, I had maybe four people that joined um, every week when I started doing these live calls every week. And then now we're at 362 members, uh, do calls twice a week. And just really building a community there. But because of that, my podcast was created. Like I'd always in the back of my mind wanted to create one, but I didn't know what that was. And so I thought back to I got laid off. Financially, we've been affected. I'm thinking about now the DFW community in Texas, how we need to figure out a way to help them promote their brand through this tough time. And so now my podcast is called Empower Business DFW, where I simply interview local business owners and entrepreneurs in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to help bring awareness for them to share and tell their story. That's awesome. You're bringing, I, I love it. You're taking what I'm doing as a podcaster, but you're doing it super, super niche and localized, which your engagement would be through the roof because it's people in the area that will enjoy it. Like, oh my God, there's this restaurant or this business and they may have not known about it because local mom and pops, if you will, right. don't get, don't have the money to pay for advertising. So I love how you're giving them this, this free advertising. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome, especially when you start learning the, <clears throat> the origin stories, everybody has an origin story. Everybody's got a reason why. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting when you start deep diving into those reasons, a lot of them pretty impactful stories. Um, and, you know, the fact that all of that can be uncovered through a podcast episode, and I have the privilege and pleasure to, to help them put that out there. It's just a huge blessing for me. Uh, I, I, I fully agree with you. I love discovering the why people start. Like that's the, the, the it, it, when you get that nugget, you're like, oh my God, that's great. You're like, your podcast is saying like, you have everything you need as a podcaster. It's the, the best moment when you yeah. get one of those great golden nuggets. Um, and your, your story is even just as good. You know, 2020 was hell for everybody, but here you come out, you've created a group, you have a podcast, you're building up businesses. Like you're the go-to guy in the Dallas Fort Worth, can't even say it, the DFW area now. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm the go-to guy yet, but I just want people to know when they associate the logo with the podcast, that it means something, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, I wanted it to be a meaningful full impact on just more than me just being a podcaster. Cause I, t- I say this all the time. When I started my podcast, I didn't think about listeners. I didn't think about numbers. The only thing I had in mind was like, how can I help the community? Um, and so fast forward today, I just going through podcast workshops with Donnie and just learning as much as I can through, you know, YouTube and clubhouse, just hearing everybody talk. It's like, I probably should have started a little different, yeah. created my avatar, done the correct pillars in order, but you know what? I'm a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy. That that's the big thing about podcasters and entrepreneurs. They're they're like, okay, this is the thing. This is the bare minimum I need. Okay, let's let's just go and I'll build it as it comes. You know, it's it's you can't Rome wasn't built in a day, they say. And building a podcast, like you already know how to build a community. So that that's that's a big thing taken care of for you. And you have a specialist and you 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 have a, the biggest thing is you just want to help. Yeah. Which is I think as a podcaster, you have to stop thinking of yourself and you have to start thinking of everybody else because the show's not about me. It's about you. It's about the guests and the listeners get to enjoy that. That's what one reason I started my, well, started this podcast. I was selfish before on my first show. (laughs) It was all about the listeners. Like, how can I get more listeners? How can I make, validate my feelings, you know? But uh, this one is more about the guests and bringing more knowledge and it's, it's amazing. So since you're I guess you're not a relatively new uh, podcaster. Um, what are some lessons that you wish you learned when you were first starting, or if you could go back and say, you really need to do this first before anything else, do this. Man. All right. How long is this episode? <laughs> we can go for 45 yeah. minutes. You got I'm time. Just, I'm just kidding. So there are a lot of things that I wish I would have known that, you know, I probably would have done different. Uh, one of the main things that I say, if you're going to start podcasting, don't, don't be so critical on yourself don't be so i've got to have everything perfect your first edit your first episode is not going to be perfect um your first content your first interview is going to probably be horrible if you look at my very first episode i used my pen and it was a nervous click i did this the whole time click 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 the whole time and so towards the end after we you know stopped recording my guest was like realize you just clicked your pin the entire time i was like no i didn't it was just a nervous tick um and it just it's just things that you learn ways to interview better being prepared is the huge especially if you're going to go obviously there's difference between a solo interview or a solo podcast and a guest podcast yeah, right interview podcast. Um, content is key but you need to be prepared if you're interviewing somebody on the other side of the screen or the other side of the table mm-hmm. if not you're it's just going to look, it's just going to go bad. And, uh, you know, I'm on episode 35 now and I'm just learning every week something new. So don't feel obligated that you have to know every single thing before you get started. Just start because we're all going to fail at some point. Just fell right, fell well and go for it. If you, if you fall and can get back up, you're doing something right. You know, no broken bones, no broken egos. Your ego is going to get hurt because, you want to be a perfectionist in this world. You have to be perfection, but you have to throw your ego out with the bath water because nothing's perfect. I remember my f- interview with Donnie and I listened back and I'm like, oh, oh, cringeworthy. I think, I think we all do that. I've, I listened to my first episode recently and everything else is evolving, right? Like your mm-hmm. skills in editing. I mean, I think when I started, I was editing on anchor. Uh, now I'm with audacity and just learning how to cut and splice and, and filter in music and overlay different things. And now you bring in the whole video portion of podcasting. Everybody wants a video podcast. Yep. 
So when you incorporate video, you're pretty much doubling or tripling your workload because video editing is not an easy task. No, it's so it's just, man, you got to learn on the fly and do the best you can. And eventually all of that hard work will pay off. Oh yeah. It pays off so much. Like as long as one of the, one of the great things I get from podcasting is afterwards, either getting, getting the feedback from either my guest or my, the listeners saying like, Oh my God, this was a great episode. I really like this. You know, you have a great flow or like the conversation seems like you're best friends. And I'm like, thank you. I've never met this person before in my life. And I can, this is the first time we ever talked and they, they have a great time. So for me, that's like, that's my main goal in a podcast is yeah. either bring as much value or make sure my guest feels like they're just chit chatting with a, a friend from old times, you know? Yeah. Don't be afraid to be criticized in a good way. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm just like you at the end of every episode, I always ask like, what could I have done better? What questions would I have asked that you wouldn't, you would have asked yourself, and those are things you just retain in the back of your mind and remember going forward. Yeah. And what's great about uh, this is I'm learning on the fly as well, like you. And I now start, I have a little notebook. I should have been doing this since season one. Now we're on season three. Um, but I have, every time you say something good, I just like put down the timestamp so that I know when I'm editing, I'm like, okay, this is a great part. I can use maybe this as a hook point or social media content or stuff like that. And it's just, it's practice. Yeah. And that's something I need to get better on. So I'm learning from you too. Hey, I, I learned it from a journalist friend, so <laughs> might as well. Um, I get my phone just going and then I just have a notepad next to me. So it's all points. Um, what's next for you, the podcast? What, what is something that you really, really want to uh, have happen for your podcast? Do you have a list of guests that you are looking for or what is it that's going to make yeah, it? So I've, I've- Sorry, go yeah, ahead. One, one thing I've done with the guests is just simply before I was so putting, I was putting more stress on myself by saying, I've got to go out and find all of these guests. But then after I got to a certain point, I'm like, why am I doing that? Why am I not just asking my guest, can you give me a name or two of somebody that you feel would be a good fit for this podcast? And from there, it's like, it's growing. So they're giving me two, three, four, five names. So I'm not, I don't have that added stress of going on LinkedIn and trying to prospect just like I would be doing a sales list or a hot list before mm-hmm. I'm just starting to do sales calls. Um, and so, yeah, it's just one of those, like not putting that extra stress. So what's next for the podcast? I've got a lot of great guests coming up on the show. I'm also working with some local um, organizations and hopefully building some type of partnerships with them to help starting promote uh, nonprofits and, or just community organizations that really impact the business community, whether it's young entrepreneurs or businesses that have already been going for quite some time, just, just trying to help provide value and share, share the stories that everybody's trying to get out. Great. I love that. Just continually bringing value to uh, your community and building that network of people that, pardon me, uh, that can help everybody involved. Like you may not be the direct help, but you end up helping someone else because they're a guest on your show or you, uh, you, they're a former guest. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's fun. Um, have you, as a podcaster, most pod, uh, I've been podcasting for at least uh, five years now. Um, have you had the lost episode yet? The lost episode, meaning what? You lose a podcast episode. No, I haven't <laughs> yet. Um, 
I've been very fortunate that that doesn't happen. And I was just talking with a buddy of mine yesterday. He's like, I love when I forget to press record. I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah. an hour long at, you know, interview and it's going great and everything's good. And you're like, wait a minute, can we do that again? Because I forgot to hit record. Yeah, um, I, I just had one uh, disappear into the ethos of uh, the internet or the computer. Uh, the guy asked for the raw copy of it so that his people could cut it up. And I'm looking for it. I'm like, okay, we recorded this day. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, I lost it. And it was a great interview. And I'm like, oh, I just lost like a good 45 minutes of content. And I feel horrible for my guests because I have to take more of their time to record. And so, yeah, that's always fun. I, I don't wish it on anybody, but every podcaster I, I've talked to have had the lost episode, you know, the episode that disappears on you. So good luck not having it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that now I'm going to be even more cautious because that's the last thing I want to do. Because right now I'm trying to stack as many episodes in the back burner as I can. But right now I can't afford to miss one. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing I learned from my previous podcast was uh, getting a, a nice bucket that you can just pull out in case you're sick or, you know, everything's taken care of. So you have that, you know, backlog catalog that just saves you time, you know, cause I've been on the deadline where an episode needs to go out and it's like, okay, uh, I'm going to talk about this. And it was the shittiest episode I've ever done. So having the back catalog, and this is why I batch my recordings for seasons just makes life a little easier for me. Yeah. Also it gives me a lot more time to edit them because I'm somewhat lazy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's editing, it just takes so much time. And then when you try to rush it, you're just stressing yourself out. And then you got to think, ask yourself, like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> am I doing it because what I thought was going to be fun and now I'm putting so much stress on myself that is it still even fun? Mm -hmm. because podcasting, you want it to be fun. If you're not doing it for the fun of it, then you got to ask yourself, why are you doing it? Um, and then as your podcast grows, if you have revenue coming in, you can outsource all of that tedious work and really be in the face of your podcast and getting bigger and bigger interviews and guests and so on. Yeah, no, uh, fully agree with you about the outsourcing because that's one of the major things. That, but first thing I did was outsource my uh, editing because it's not fun for me. I don't, I don't like yeah. sitting and listening because it takes another hour. You, you have to listen through it. Everything's the sounds good. Okay. Do the, that normal things, so then you have to find the content and are the, the ums and the uhs, depending on how you know refined you want to get it. But the minute you have money to pay an editor, I'm like, yes, here you go, you'll do my editing. Great, thank God. My first ten episodes, I was so particular on every ums and ahs and dead space and even a longer dead space. I would shorten it up, and I finally got to the point like, you know what, this is just me, and. Obviously, we built some type of following. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be thrown off by an ums and ahs. So I'm leaving it in. It reduced my edit time by like 70%. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And as you go, as you become a better podcast, you do more episodes. You're more conscious of the ums, the likes, the filler words. And so you try your best to eliminate them from your speech when you're interviewing so that you don't have it and you don't worry about your guests because that's your guest like you're supposed to be professional and yeah but yeah the minute I decided 
no, I don't care about the ums and the the big pauses. Like if it's like a 30 second pause, yeah, I'll cut that down. But if it's a short little pause, let it, let it just marinate because it was there for a reason. It's kind of intimidating though, because you're the podcaster interviewing a podcaster. So technically I should have my mastery down. So well, here's the difference. I've been doing it for like five, six years and you've been doing it for what a couple, uh, a year at least. Yeah. So I've had more practice doing it. And again, you're learning, right? Yeah. You had, I taught you about the notepad and now you're going to remember this conversation when you go and my audience, if they start a podcast, they'll remember, okay, I have to be conscious of the ums and ahs. Always. Don't don't like kill yourself. Don't stress yourself. Like you said, it's still fun, but it's just sitting there and you'll notice in your daily life too, it, you'll start eliminating uh, filler words, which is very interesting. Yeah. Yep. Sure. <laughs> um, here we go. This is the one tip, the one question I really love on my, que uh, my questionnaire. It's one tip you hope to share about your specialty and that you think my audience will take away. And you said, if you ever thought about doing something that may be considered out of the box for yourself, just do it anyways. Yeah. What did you mean by, like, so what is out of the box for you? Is like, what's the podcast out of the box or? Podcast was out of the box. Networking group is out of the box. I mean, I was in the sales industry for a long time. And so I felt like I had to be in front of people presenting and um, just really have that connection from a sales experience but it's different when you talk in, in front of a room in front of 50, 100 people than being behind the mic or a camera. Completely different. No matter which way you look at it, it's different. And it was completely out of the box for me. Um, so it's taken quite some time to feel even somewhat comfortable. And even now when I get in front of a camera, I'm like, all right, let me, let me get this straight. Let me get my bearing straight. But completely out of the box was probably starting a network group podcasting and just constantly trying to grow into something that I'm not familiar with. That is true. I think I've never talked in front of a room of five to 500 people. I've acted in front on stage, but you don't see the audience because you got the lights glaring at you and podcasting. I've always been fascinated by radio on that. So being behind the mic, but I think the first time I have to give a speech in front of an audience, whoo. It's going to be a nerve-wracking experience. Yeah, yeah wow. it's just different. And that's what holds up people a lot of times is it's so out of the box that it's uncomfortable. But that's where a lot of people have to decide. Do you want to get uncomfortable and try to make it work or stay uncomfortable and wonder what would have happened if I would have done this? So instead of living in the what if, at least try it. And if you fail, you fail. I mean, but you failed because you tried it. It's not because you didn't try it. So that's usually my advice for anybody. And it's true because if we look at your story, you started as uh, UPS or FedEx, correct? And then you just, <laughs> they offered you a job at a warehouse that you were dropping stuff off. If you said no, right, you would have never gone down this career path, never been a specialist, never made the connections and that. And who knows where you would have been. And you were like, well, I have a young family. Yeah. I need benefits. You have benefits. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing too. It's like, that's why I was so passionate about networking is you look at all of my jobs up until this point, it's because of someone I knew, right? And so they always say it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I think that's accurate because I'm looking at my complete career up until this point and it's all been because of somebody I knew. 
So it's just, it's just a crazy. And so that's why I push so hard about building a network, utilizing each other to, to build each other up, refer each other business, because if you're growing together, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding that now. And I think my generation, I'm not sure your age in this, but I'm a millennial um, or zennial or whatever you want to call it there. You know, I was before the millennial, like I'm nearly Gen X, like I'm just on the cusp of Gen Xers. And I find that we forgot how to network as we grow up. And I'm rediscovering thanks to Donnie, he's, his stuff really helps. And you, you realize how important the networking is. And I think social media is just taking it to the next level, uh, making better so, uh, networking groups. Now that now more people are learning, oh, it's, it's about networking. It's who I know, not what I know or how popular I am. It's, you can be as popular as you want, but no one will follow you into a network. Yeah, but you gotta be cautious too and not all of the shiny object syndrome either. Oh yeah, no, that's, no. that's a big thing. Yeah, don't pay attention to somebody's highlight reel and that's really what Instagram and Facebook are, right? That's their highlight reel of their life. So you really start to realize how somebody operates or the type of person they are by networking with them and getting to know them. So don't necessarily pay attention if, to the social medias, but I think if you're not on social media trying to build a network, you're missing out on a lot of things. Yeah, you are. You're, uh, you're missing out on one great connections, uh, learning stuff that are new because just talking with me and you, like, you've learned two things. I've learned something that I know I have someone in my network that can make my house look pretty and specialist if I need to. Obviously, I'm not going to just invite you over here to do that for me. It's a little long for you to get over here, but a bit of a drive, <laughs> a bit of a drive. Um, and with the border being close, it's a little harder to get over. I think I can sneak you in through a banana boat, but I don't think you want to be in that banana boat. <laughs> um, what is uh, one lesson you've learned from your entrepreneurs that you've talked to in uh, the D DFW? Going back to just going for it. At the end of every episode, I always ask, really, how do you define success, right? And, and a lot of them will work up into that question of their, if they wouldn't have just gone for it, they wouldn't have done it. And so a lot of times I always ask the question of how do you define success? And success is defined so many different ways, right? But a lot of times you're not hearing that, oh, I've got me a Lamborghini or I've got this fancy house or, or whatever the case is. A lot of going back to social media, you're going to see a lot of things on social media that doesn't necessarily correlate with what is a, a true entrepreneur, right? Um, and obviously it's generational, but majority of the answers that I hear from what is success, majority of it's just happiness. Like you, you truly enjoy what you do on a daily basis. You enjoy going to work. You enjoy what you do. Life is just so smooth. You know, what's funny. I don't ask that question. Uh, how, what do you define success as? But I, I love it because it's a great question. However, I've been funny enough. I get that 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 answer in some of my other questions or it comes across in all the episodes that it's as long as you're passionate as you're happy that's that's the you'll make money and i think that like the way you like you literally break it down i think i'm going to start asking that question at the end of my podcast so thank you for that so how would you define success doing something you enjoy uh being able to um do that in a way to provide for your family that's just 
I mean, it doesn't matter what I'm doing as long as I'm doing it because my family's going to support me no matter what. If I'm happy, they're happy. And if we're not living in a huge mansion, driving a Mercedes, it's okay because it's we have everything we need and uh, we're happy with our what we do every day. So that's that's success for me. I love it. So true. You have a roof over your head, belly full of food. What more do you want? You don't need a fancy car. It would be nice, <laughs> of course. It's really nice. But as long as it gets you from point A to point B, it's it's that's all that matters. And you're, everyone is you're, you care for is taken care of. I like that. I like that attitude for what is success. I like that. It's simple and it's true. That's all I can think about. You know? <laughs> it's... I did put you on the spot. Usually you're the one asking that question. So no. I, I understand you didn't have time to ask, uh, think about it. Um, we're coming up to the end, which really sucks because I, I love having conversations with people longer than 30 minutes, but I'm going to give you this time. Uh, I'm going to jump off the screen so that you have the full screen to yourself. And uh, I'm going to give you the, the next five minutes. You can promote whatever you want, uh, and where we can find you and all that fun stuff, uh, Stephen. Oh. Go ahead. Well, thanks again for having me, man. I'm super excited. I, I love talking to podcasters and loving the, the community that caught the podcasters build, right? I mean, for me, if you're interested in following the podcast, it's called Empower Business DFW on all of the platforms. Um, you can search for the that on Facebook or on Instagram. Probably Instagram is the easiest way to get a hold of us because you're going to see our content. You're going to see a couple snippets of all of our guests. Huge shout out to all of my guests that do come on the show because without them, my show is really nothing. And uh, I'm super grateful for everybody that comes on and who is it within my empower business DFW podcast tribe community. I'm super grateful and I'm super grateful for my family for all of their support because at the end of the day, if, if they're not happy with what I'm doing and I'm not happy with what I'm doing, then why are we doing it? So I'm just super grateful to be on this podcast with you, Phil. And uh, just thank you for letting me be here and spend some time with you. Damn, that was some good brown nosing at the end. Even I'm impressed. And I usually do all the brown nosing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, first of all, thank you for being a guest because it's always, like you said, without guests, I have no content. I have nothing to give to my audience. And you being not a, a new podcaster, but someone who is now probably, I would say, an amateur podcaster. You went from like, um, you're your journey is great because it informs other people that they can make a business around it and it can be successful. So thank you very much for that, uh, Stephen, for showing that and how great podcasting is because I've been preaching it for the last five years. It's, it's underestimated, underrated, but eventually five years from now, everybody's going to understand the true value of it. Yeah. It's, it's, I love, I love that. And I think, yeah, next five years, you'll, we'll definitely see the value. Um, Stephen, thank you again for being an amazing guest. Uh, thank you for listening into the show. This is Investing Yourself with Phil Better, my amazing guest, Stephen Austin. Please make sure you follow him on all social medias. The links will be in the show notes down below. And remember to invest in yourself. Hey, everybody, I want to thank you so, so much for watching the show and listening to the podcast. Uh, as a thank you, remember, you can always head over to my website, feelbetterinc.com and get free 15 minutes with me to talk about how you can grow your podcast, how to monetize your podcast, or even how to start your podcast. I have helped lots of people and I want to help you do the same for your business or just for your personal brand. So again, that is feelbetterinc.com.
www.thinkandgrowthmindset.com. Head over there, book your free 15 minutes, and I'll be a pleasure to help you out. Have a good night, and remember to invest in yourself.